better than this. Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Friday episode of the show. It's Friday. It's a free-for-all. Our hair's down. Kyle, what's up? Hello. It's, it is truly football season because we are seeing lots of clips from OTAs on the timeline. And I don't know about you, but I, for one, am here for it uh, because I'm greatly seeing all of these players back in action. And for it being a calculated, uh, somewhat reserved set of OTAs across much of the league, there's some football things happening, and I'm enjoying it. I'm here for it. I'm not here for the overreaction to like pictures of players' muscles and overreacting. Best shape of his life, Twitter. Best shape of his life, Twitter. Let's go. It's like, oh, this guy worked with this person this offseason, and they're going to be a different player than they were for the last seven seasons. Can I take you to the baseball world for a second, guys? This happens every spring training when a pitcher shows up and you the beat reporters will all tweet it out. Oh, this guy showed up, looks like he's in the best shape of his life in 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 line for a career year because he showed up to camp in, in the best shape of his career. It's ridiculous. This is a, this is equivalent of, of every year. Remember, Tim Tebow would work with a throwing coach <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, Tim Tebow shortened up his throwing motion. He really yeah. cleaned up his mechanics. And guess what? The first time you took a live snap, that sucker was exactly the same as it had been for every year going back to when he was 10 years old. You're, you've got so much muscle memory in you. When the action's live, your body's going to go back to what it knows. <laughs> well, listen, these are professional athletes. They're supposed to be in great shape. They're supposed to be, you know, like it's almost like eat, you're paid to be, you know, for, for real, man. And like, I don't want to discredit them, but the reality is it's a concern when they're not in shape, right? That's, that's when you want to push the panic button. When you see Alshon Jeffrey or Eddie Lacy or Kelvin Benjamin I can't showing believe up, you did not start with Kelvin Benjamin. I wanted to get him last. He, he was, he was going to make, he was, he was going to make the list for sure. That's when you start to push the panic button or you hear about Preston Brown and that, He's, you know, stopped hiding gummy worms in his sweatshirt. Eddie um, Lacy. Right, dude. He can't stop eating the Chinese food. Come on, He didn't even call it Chinese food. He called it China food. That's (laughs) when you start to panic. When when your starting running back is in the best, you know, chiseled shape and that, that's what they're supposed to look like. So not to toss a wet blanket over it because I I have enjoyed it. Like seeing players in uniforms and like the, the rookies and guys that switch teams and just all of it. Like I, I eat it all up, but some of the reactions and, and like cashing in on receipts and it just, all of that right now blows my mind, but I'm do glad. You remember, do you remember the, the fat Tony Romo picture that went viral at training camp the one year? I don't, but I am going to, I'm going to Google fat <laughs> Tony go, Romo, go fat Tony Romo. And it's a picture of him jogging down to the practice field. And he looks like he's like 30 pounds overweight. Does anybody cared about this for Tony Romo to like well, watch him? It play? was a huge, it was a huge thing, and it was the same thing. Uh, Fitzpatrick, the first year he signed in Miami, he showed he up. Admitted that though, he, he, he well, <laughs> it went viral because he was in the indoor <laughs> practice field jogging up and down. They're like, man, Fitz looks a little husky. So <laughs> Fitz came out and said, "The thing with me is I have seven kids, so in January we have three birthdays. We got a family birthday party, which includes cake, and then we got a friend's birthday party, which includes cake." So that's six times in January. We got three birthdays in March, March 1st, 6th, and 11th, which again, that's a tough stretch. That's cake six out of 10 or 11 days. And then we've got an April 
April birthday, so it doesn't slow down. So like he straight up was like, yeah, I've been eating birthday cake for the last three months. Since leftover, stay at his house, man. Just pounding the cake. Wake it up in the middle of the night. Get some cake. I hear you, Fitz. I've been there. I'm, Is that I'm a new thing? Often. We got grinding the tape and now pounding pounding the cake. Pounding the cake. Did I say that? Like, candidly? yeah, yes. It's pretty funny. Um, I like it. We got. How do we make that a bigger part of Print our the uh, shirts? <laughs> <laughs> pounding the cake. Oh, Fitz. Boy. Fitz with the Ezekiel Elliott bowl of cereal. Yeah. Shoveling in his mouth. Pounding the cake. Guys, guys, this is such a good idea. Don't give it away. Somebody's gonna take it. I need it. I, we're Save too lazy to execute on it though. Are so you kidding I just, me? I'm just, working on the t-shirt right now. I'm calling oh. my call my guy. Oh man. Do you I have a guy for t-shirts? No, I don't have a t-shirt guy. No. Oh. We need, we need to find guy we need show. to find a t-shirt yeah, guy. We definitely we have do. some great well, ideas. If, None um, of them Mike, would sell, but if Mike from TikTok can produce holy mother meatballs shirts and they sold out. Outstanding. They, no, they did sell out. They sold out. He had to restock the merch. I saw his latest TikTok that let us know he restocked the merch. If that guy could sell some merch, we might be able to sell a shirt. Or two, we right? have we have some we have some some live streamed uh comments and sayings that have occurred that would make some for makes make for some pretty good t-shirts like a, not like a math a, guy like not a math guy a a picture of joe as captain planet that one would be a, a top seller right the we have some, emoji or the poop emoji right we have some ones that's that I a think, bad take <laughs> the poop emoji <laughs> that, see they're ones that would fly off the shelf so i think we're, we're on to something here what was the captain planet thing i've already forgotten it so is it was the, it was <laughs> avengers right right we were debating oh. about which was the best avenger and you hit us with Captain, Captain Planet. Planet. Captain Planet. Mm. Just let it sink in, everybody. <laughs> okay. Uh, the show that will live in infamy. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. So I got something here for us. Okay. And okay. Back to back weeks, our guy. Adam Shine from oh, Adam.com. Do, do we have to pay him royalties for this? Uh, you know, I think he just appreciates us talking about his work. I don't know. Okay. But uh, shout out Adam Shine for producing good conversation stuff. He put together his list of which team is most likely to go worst to first this year and ranked oh. all eight of the last place teams in the NFL last year in order of the likelihood that they would go worst to first. And so... 
I think number one is pretty obvious. I think number eight is pretty obvious, but the middle six are interesting to me. So let's confirm who they are before we get into this. So you have the Jets. I have the list if if we want to cross reference. Bengals. No, we don't want to cross reference. The Jaguars. Yes. Uh, The Chargers. No, 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 my friend. Yes. 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 The Chargers got hot late. Please forgive me. Uh, And then you have the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. You have the uh, Carolina Panthers. No, I, sk- I also the skipped a whole division. That was yeah, a weird I know. approach. I was, I was drawing a blank there, so I passed it. Detroit Lions. Yes. Carolina Panthers. No. It wasn't right the first time, not right the second Think about time. the draft order. Yep. Tampa, New Orleans. Yep. This Carolina. is fine. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I do this with one division every time we go through all eight divisions. This is the one, then. Yep. Atlanta Falcons. There yep. you go. And then the Arizona Cardinals. No, that would Francisco be also 49ers. <laughs> yeah, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the Jaguars are worst? Is no. that what you're saying? No, no it's the he, Jets. He has the Jaguars oh. at fifth. Oh, uh, the, the Jets are worst. Huh? The Jets have to be the worst of the, on this list. Yeah, that's correct. I didn't know if you were saying that as a fact or guess. No, it was it was a guess. I haven't seen this yeah, list. That so, ain't no I, guess. That's what's going to be. Vicky least- Valencourt. Least likely to go worst to first. A credit to the Houston Texans for not finishing last because that changes that conversation, right? Um, so I think that's a good answer. And, and as we work through the season predictions on the live streams and, and kind of gauging where the Bills, Dolphins, and Pat- Patriots are, you'd have a hard time thinking that they can jump all three of them this year. Not with that defense. Yeah, no, you gotta have cornerbacks, right? Yeah, they got they got too many holes still, and that's it's okay, Jets fans. Yeah. You're just you're probably two years away from being a contender if you take the process right, and you have to feel good about what Joe Douglas uh, can provide. But um, you know, you're you're still two years away as far as your process relative to the rest of the AFCs. So number seven, the team just above the Jets. Any guesses here? The Detroit Lions. Yeah, Detroit Lions. Um, maybe that changes if Aaron Rodgers is traded, but still, they'd have to best the Bears and Vikings. I, I don't know. I don't think that could happen. Go all the way to the top. No. No. Uh, number six, the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Yeah, yeah. I can I can get on board with this pretty easily. Okay. What um what made you hit us with the really there? Uh, Cincinnati with Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Baltimore all in that division's not. I think Cincinnati's roster is better than Philadelphia's right now. But that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing teams that can go worst to first. Right. I so think to Eagles go from have, worst to first, you need to have a good team. But you also need to be able to win your division. And I think Philadelphia can beat up on the Giants and the Cowboys. They can find victories in their own division where I don't think Cincinnati's going to have an easy road. I'm just I, – just They also play a last-place schedule. I'm not trying to argue. I'm just saying that based on the division factor in all of this, I would rather Philadelphia than Cincinnati. Um, Yeah, I, th- I think they're in the same tier for me. Um, so he has Cincinnati, Cincinnati at next. Four. No, he has them at four. So between the Eagles at six and Cincinnati at four is the blank at five. The Falcons. 
No, you know he loves the Falcons. Remember, he predicted him to win 10 games oh, true. Without, without Julio. Jones, yeah. So uh, the, the Broncos Jets have to be in here. Who'd you say? Oh, yeah, the Jags, because you Jags. said that already. Yeah, the yeah. Jags. Jags. All right, so we have the top three now. We've, we've established now, the – go I, ahead. I do think Phil – no, because I like Washington. We we like our football team. I was getting ready to say I could see maybe a case being made for Philadelphia being about Jacksonville, but I changed my mind. I think the most interesting argument you can make for Philadelphia is that the division winner was seven and nine last year. They were right. four eleven and one. Like the dis- the difference between last place and first place record wise, there were that was the closest gap. Didn't there Washington was, you know? sweep them though. They probably did. I, I they mean, did. They, they were two the. Philly was two and four in the division. So that would be the interesting point to make is that the gap isn't as far as all these other teams, at least last year, record wise. We all expect the teams to be better this year, but. Right. um, All right. So, top three. So, this is where Denver's got to be three on this list. And that's, that's good, is a deductive reasoning, understanding that. The number one's pretty obvious. The Falcons, San Francisco. Yeah, he likes the Falcons. And then, yeah, so the yeah, the Broncos at three, that pretty much gives it away. The Falcons at two and the 49ers at number one. Is there... I, Did the Falcons and Panthers trade defenses and I missed it? <laughs> so you, you are saying that the Falcons should be lower on this list? Yes. Then two? I, yes. Yeah, they shouldn't be second on this list. So that's a fun conversation. Who should be two? I don't disagree with you. Falcons were four and twelve last year. Like I don't know how we're forgetting that. And Tampa brought everybody back, by the way. So yeah, I have a hard time with them being two. It can't be Denver, not with their current quarterback situation. So that's that's where this conversation Again, gets really I, interesting. I will continue to pound the table that if we're looking at this from going from worst to first in your own division, Philadelphia has a better chance than a lot of the teams we're talking about. And I know they're not as two? talented. Are you putting them at two? I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be against it. So I think we should challenge ourselves right now with picking Denver's that team. two. Denver's two. Denver because be they two. Denver's two. Are you factoring in the Aaron Rodgers possibility there? or well, not really, but that would boom the one. Well, yes, then, then they, they hop the 49ers, and then they're one in San Francisco's two. Is their path, okay, Patrick Mahomes has a terrible injury, and they can be better than the Raiders and Chargers, like realistically? Yes, yes. And, and listen, Vic Fangio is a head coach. Like, I understand, like, he waited a really long time. He hasn't had success thus far in Denver, but, like, they're bringing back Cortland Sutton. They're bringing back Von Miller. They had a really good draft class. Vic Fangio can call a hell of a defensive game plan on any given week. Like, there's enough there for me. Like, we are literally saying that the the Denver Broncos are Drew Locke being upgraded away from being a potential yeah. Super Bowl contender. Yeah. That, to me, is enough versus Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles – the island of misfit toys on their defensive back seven that they've got to work with. And, you know, Jalen Hurts has a lot to prove. And one of their, they're going to have a bunch of cornerstone pieces that are, are getting ready to be jettisoned out between Jason Peters and now Zach Ertz and so on and so forth. Like, 
I can't see how you can look at them and say, yeah, they're the second best team in the NFL with the likelihood to go worse to first. I understand your argument, Chris, is, well, the NFC East stinks. Right. That, I, and, I and that's all that. I can hang my hat on. Right. But, it, but that's but, what we're doing here. That's the exercise is who can go yeah. worse to first in their division. But and I have to put an emphasis on the fact that their division stinks. It doesn't, though, because it has the Washington football team. Okay, right. And uh, and then what Ripper else? Boat Ron Rivera, Joe's favorite head coach in the NFL. <laughs> did you know Ron Rivera has had Listen, st- seven losing seasons? Uh, Six losing seasons? Seven out of ten. Seasons. Seven out of ten and twice made the playoffs at seven and nine? We've never mm-hmm. heard that before no. unless you listen to draft news <laughs> and then you hear it every day. And I'd also challenge your point about Denver that it's not just a quarterback upgrade. It's an upgrade to a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. We're, we're not talking about them going from, from Drew Locke to Kirk Cousins. They're going but from I Drew Locke to Aaron Rodgers in this scenario. That's, you that's from, why they go to Super Bowl contender. If you, I don't think so. I think you are competent quarterback. You are above average quarterback play away from being a Super Bowl contender. Okay, so then you That's shouldn't. how good that roster is. Is it like the Bucks without Brady? Is that a yes. fair? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. They are. They have a lot of talent. A lot of talent. But so we're the problem is they don't have Aaron Rodgers, and the Chiefs are still in this division. Correct. You know, it's not an easy path. That you're certainly you're not ne- predicting it, but you're never going to find an easy path to go from worst to first, unless you had everybody hurt last year, like San Francisco did. Yeah, they're the most logical, and even then, we think very highly of the Rams. Seattle wakes up and wins 10 games every year. Correct. You know, so that it's not like there's a, and we're assuming a lot with San Francisco too, right? Like what's Jimmy G going to be like? Is he even the guy can trail, trail and step in and, and be the answer. Can they stay healthy? Because they haven't recently, you know, right. like there's questions there, but I do think they're the obvious one on this list. Kyle, you know what this is right here? You see that? You see that Kyle? Looks like a birthday cake built bar. Birthday cake built bar for your came. birthday on Wednesday. You know what? It wasn't even on purpose. I ordered these puppies like two or three weeks ago, well, and they happen to show puppy. up. It's a built bar. It's one of it's, one is very acceptable to eat, and the other is not. Um, and I also had uh, I had the grasshopper cookie. Oh, <gasps> they came. They came today. Yeah. How was and it? So, and this is coming from oh, somebody no. who doesn't love mint, right? I'm like a mint no. guy, but excellent. I will eat. I will definitely not be saving them for you on the next time that's you come down. Shame. So that's yeah, you, do we you, know when that is? That's have on we you. Put anything on the books? <laughs> we we haven't. We haven't. But uh, well, you're I'll, welcome uh, to uh, to visit anytime you want. So. I'll have my people talk to your people. Yeah. I have your um, information. So it's if you want a bad quote, but you know what's not super bad is Bill Bar. If you there it is. Try, there it is. If you want to try these things. You got to go to BuiltBar.com. We got a deal for you. Locked 15 gets you 15% off your next order. Again, that's Locked 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. They're delicious. They're healthy. They're covered in chocolate. And um, Kyle and I, <laughs> we eat a lot of these things, and we're very, very excited about them all the time. So BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked 15. Chris. Kyle. Little Birdie on the street told me you have some content for Friday Free For All. Is that correct? I- I do. I, I have a question for you guys, and you guys are, are the scouts. I, I play the common man on this show, and it's a role that I think suits me very well. And I saw a story today. I saw the story today. It's from Wednesday uh, in which Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, was speaking with the media, and he discussed how Lamar Jackson is going to work under center more in the 2021 season. And I will read you his quote, and then I have a question for you guys. 
Quote, that is definitely going to be a part of what we do this year, the percentage of which I cannot state at this point. I don't know the extent of it, but we are working on it and evaluating it every day, end quote, in reference to him being under center. And he was only under center for 36 snaps last season under center. So my question for you guys is this. We know what Lamar Jackson is. We are all fans of Lamar Jackson on this show. I tend to worry when offensive coordinators try to switch things up too much And I worry about this putting Lamar Jackson not in a position to succeed. Am I overreacting to this? I I have two thoughts that come to mind. Um, My first is adding a wrinkle in a new layer to your offense. And I think part of the challenge for an offense like the Baltimore Ravens is what do they do to stay ahead? Because now that there's another year of film on what you've done that has made Lamar in this offense so so successful. How do you stay ahead of that? And I worry about that for a lot of different teams. One, even the Bills, right? Like there's a full season of tape on this ten personnel heavy offense. What does Brian Dable have up his sleeve to stay ahead and keep teams chasing him? So my first thought is, okay, is this a wrinkle that's being added in to just add that additional layer uh, to keep them ahead of the curve? The second thing that came to mind, this is more of a, a scheme type thought, is we know that this is a downhill rushing attack and they want to move bodies out of the way. It's a gap power style run offense. When you have your quarterback under center, it allows those running backs, mainly Gus Edwards to get that runway when working to the line of scrimmage, instead of taking a handoff from a static alignment from the shotgun position, you know, it's, he needs that runway. And so as you presented that, that to us in real time, those were the first two things that came to mind for me. First thing my mind went to, let's run some midline option, Joe. What do you think? Go double wing? Navy you know, I have style? Such a weird, I have such a weird relationship with the option because we ran it in high school, right? And I was a right tackle, and so I know the option offense. And then as I've gotten older, I've learned to hate it because I want scoutable reps when I'm watching football, especially at the college level. And anytime I see an option team, it, it's they're down the drain, so. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your thought. But what would you think if Baltimore came out and started running more option and pre-snap motion stuff? You want to – what do we always say when we're trying to bet the spread in college football against teams that run the option? You always have to ask yourself, is this team experienced defending the option? That's right. And if the a lot of money no, doing that. <laughs> and if the answer is no, yeah. it's going to get weird for you. Yeah. So if Baltimore can add this midline veer double wing with motion, orbit motion at the at at the pre-snap, I think they could really add, hmm. especially with the speed that they have, you can now get some speed to the perimeter and you can really stress, you know, you can still line up in heavy. You're in condensed sets. You're going to run right down people's throats. But then what happens when you turn around and you come out of that and you motion a wing back and you go speed option? I wrote down two more things while you were saying that. Good. What do you got? Well, so first, this further makes Baltimore a pain in the ass to play against. Correct. Right? Like that's the thing about playing option teams is they suck. It sucks playing them because you have to relearn 
all of your keys and what you're going to do because it's not traditional. But also, maybe this is the Ravens keeping in mind the new blocking rule, right? And where the cut blocks in space are really taken away. And so Mm. just chop everyone down in the box, man, because nobody's going to be prepared as frequently, right? Because you know that it's, it's not a a, a legal block anymore. So just chop the hell out of these guys in the box where it's legal still. And if you come down, if you come out in 22 personnel and you got two tight ends and two wings, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Go ahead. 22 personnel. You're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get barren tight fronts, right? They're going to, they're going to occupy every single offensive lineman up front. Right. You're going to have a bunch of linebackers behind it because you're expecting them to run downhill. And now you run speed to the perimeter with Lamar Jackson's 4-3 running. And <laughs> this is not this they they ran plenty <laughs> of zone read and they ran plenty of option type concepts, but a lot of it for Baltimore historically in the past has been out of the pistol. So I think this adjustment and acknowledge of acknowledgement of the new blocking rules is an important one to make where you now have all of this on your menu to choose from. So I don't know, Chris, you're asking, am I overreacting here? I'm sitting here getting excited about it. So can, can I, I throw some, see it? Yeah. Can I throw something out that I was thinking about? And I've seen some people talk about this and it's an important thing to note. This also could be about getting JK Dobbins downhill more, right. And, and, and to, to get him involved in a place where they're comfortable using him as well. So this this could be more than just about getting Lamar under center. And I've seen the joke on Twitter already about how, well, of course he's going to take the ball under center more times next year because they have an extra game. I've seen it, and I and I oh. understand the 4D chess game that you're playing here, uh, everybody. <laughs> but uh, I, I think that this is going to be an emphasis. And so I, I guess the question that I have is, and I, and I asked it at the top, and the answer that you guys are giving me appears to be that no, that this isn't doing too much or asking Lamar to do too much much that this could just be another wrinkle that they're adding to this offense that they think is going to keep them ahead of the curve and keep that and keep a bunch of teams guessing all season long. Very interesting. Yeah, it's like it, 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 is, it is. It is very interesting. How Baltimore chooses to kickstart their offense after it got stagnant last year is going to be a really important evolution for this team. And you trust them to get it right because they they – consistently do get it right and they they are one of the best coach teams in football and so on and so forth but like it was like pulling teeth at times last year so how they choose to evolve and tweak and bring new things into the fray i'm fascinated to see yeah this team still scored a lot of points you know like they weren't as good as they were the year before but i think where it gets lost a little bit is that Baltimore still had a, a very prolific scoring offense. They were, or where are they right here? I got to look at this list. They were still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They were seventh in the NFL scored 29.3 points per game. You know, so like for as stagnant as it got, they still scored. They just didn't pass the ball 171 passing yards a game, which is just not, that's just not what the NFL is about right now. So let me segue here, if you will. I do have one talking point I would like to hit on today before we wrap. Have you guys seen those tweets going around with the words talent and recognition? And the one bar is all the way full. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. other bar has nothing on it. 
Uh, and it's, it's the talent is all the way full, and the recognition has nothing on it. Who's the first name that comes to your minds when you think of that? Because it's going around as of last night. It is once again making the social media rounds. So I'm just kind of curious who, uh, who, if anybody, you guys think of with that meme. I feel bad that I don't have something that immediately comes to mind. Yeah, nothing, oh, no. nothing immediately kickstarted in my brain. So ta- I- full up on the talent bar, not full up, nothing on the recognition. Okay, bar. so Correct. at the risk at the risk of a say less moment for Joe. Oh boy, I've seen this in the past, and the first several times that I saw this, my mind went to which player is really, really, really talented, but isn't very smart. Like they don't have any recognition skills. Like their awareness is bad. Oh, no, you misread the and meme, so, Joe. I, which is unsurprising because this happens to me a fair amount. Yeah. Um. So, I hope that I bought myself some time there to come up with an answer. Well, I I have um I have some. This was a tweet from February from Pro Football Focus, and it just started getting reheated again today. Um, would you like some of the answers that are? Showing up at the top as as recent replies. Sure, uh, David Anyameta. That's the name that comes to mind. As uh, that's I, a good one, Joe. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. So there you go. Uh, Tyler Boyd is okay. mentioned, which I think is a reasonable call. Cortland Sutton. Man, he um, had so many haters in the draft process, but Kyle and I were not one of them. That's correct. That is correct. Nick Chubb. Oh, really? People don't people are really? don't understand the greatness mm. of Nick Chubb. Okay. Uh, Trevor Sikkim has said Tom Brady, jackass. Uh, a couple of years ago, it would have been Chandler Jones. Well, Chandler Jones is a, a reply here, and that might still be my answer because it's close. Somebody did a list of the top ten pass rushers, and Chandler Jones wasn't on it, oh, and I was no. beside myself. It's a bad list. Oh no! I did He's an article phenomenal. on Jones going into last year where I talked about his sack rate. He's further ahead than Bruce Smith was at this I'd point. I'd like to submit Chandler yep. Jones as my answer. I'm done here. It's a good one. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan also gets a call out here. The problem with Ryan Kerrigan is everyone said that he was underrated for and like 10 years. And then he became years. overrated. No, but seriously, like, if everybody thinks you're underrated, then you're not underrated, right? Like, <laughs> everybody knows you're good. Uh, Joe, we have a Michael Dixon reply. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said Josie Jewell stop. I think a PFF ranked him as a top 32 linebacker in the NFL. What, a, that, what about Akeem Hicks? Good answer. Yeah. Good that, answer. That's, that's going to be my answer. So we got Akeem Hicks, Chandler Jones, and David Ayman. So we got a bunch of defensive front seven dudes. Very appropriate for the draft dudes podcast. Uh, but that, that's going to be up for us this week. Uh, we have a live stream calling our names that we hope you didn't miss. If you did go to the YouTube channel, the draft network, you can check it out as we uh, finalize our playoff predictors, uh, way too early projections for the 2021 season. Looking forward to seeing how that all materializes doing playoffs next week on Thursday. And then the week after that doing a mock draft based on the draft order that we are predicting in this way too early schedule prediction result. So you're not going to want to miss any of that. Mondays, Thursdays, live stream, 7.30, the YouTube channel, the Draft Network, Draft Dudes, five days a week, Monday through Friday. Hit subscribe. Thanks, as always, for listening. Enjoy your weekends.